This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. Pulse 95. Between local lines, notes from the Emirate. Notes from the Emirate of Sharjah, books from the Emirate of Sharjah, because we are speaking books at the 42nd edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair, running from yesterday until the 12th of November at the Expo Center Sharjah. Lots to expect. Of course, this year we have South Korea as the guest of honor. They will be showcasing their heritage, their books, uh, their activities, their workshops to the public. Their food as well. Their food. Oh, <laughs> yes, the cookery corner, the culinary corner. Oh, my goodness. And then we also have this social media corner. We have the plays. We have the rare artifacts that will be showcased. We have the books. We have the lineup of guests and celebrities that will be coming out of this world. Okay, uh, before I get into that, um, it's very important to note that over 2030 maybe publishers will participate from 108 countries in this year's SIBF. Joining them, publishers, distributors, translators, um, every everyone, authors, everything. They're all going to be surrounded by more than 1.5 million titles from seven different continents. Uh, it's very important as well to note that the SIBF is open to the public every single day, again, at Expo Center Sharjah. And it's running Monday to Thursday from 9.30 until 10, and then 9.30 a.m. until 10 p.m., of course. Then Friday from 4 p.m. until 11 p.m., and then also Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 11 p.m. Now, as, as I said, uh, the theme this year is We Speak Books, and we are celebrating South Korea as the guest of honor, and they will, presenting, they will be presenting their heritage and contributions, of course, in this field. And as many as 1,043 Arab and 990 international publishers will present just over 1.5 million titles, including 800,000 in Arabic, and 700,000 in all other languages. All that will be under one roof at the SIBF this year. UAE will be leading the list of Arabic participants with 300 publishers showcasing their latest works. And then it will be followed by, or they will be followed by Egypt with 284, Lebanon with 94, and Syria with 62 participants. On the international front, Publishers from India, the UK, and Turkey also, they will be topping the list of participations this year. And also the personalities that it attracts. Oh my goodness. The global celebrities are coming in full force here at the 42nd edition. We've got to give a couple shout outs here for you guys to not miss their sessions. I'm excited for tomorrow, 9 p.m. till 10 p.m., we're going to have Kadim Asahir. <gasps> Your Don't remind me. favorite. I'll be there from like 4 p.m. <laughs> you want that yeah, front, front stage pass, you know? But he will be doing a keynote speaker yes. session. And, you know, you said something earlier this week, which what I found very interesting was yeah. Karim Al-Sahir is not typically, or he doesn't typically do media events. He doesn't. So for him to choose to come to the Sharjah International Book Fair. And speak. And it speaks volumes of the Emirates. And he's never, he's never spoken about this in, in particular. 
he always does interviews just mm-hmm. to, you know people just asking him about himself and yeah. his music and that's it but this time he's going to talk about the arabic language the real arabic language yeah, yeah. and its connection with with music especially his music and how he in how he incorporated al fusha in his music and made amazing ama- ama- amazing amazing music i like that word though amazing <laughs> yeah which is amazing music yeah but put together <laughs> it, it, it really it it, it speaks volume of Sharjah that he has chosen to use Sharjah's platform to do that. You know, I think it's the... Because I think Kalam Sahar, the singer, and Sharjah, they both have one thing in common for sure. It's the love for the Arabic language. He loves, loves Arabic language. He Most of his songs are actually in the proper Arabic language, which ah. is Al-Fusha. Mm, yeah, you were teaching me yesterday. I told you about it yesterday, yeah, yeah. yes. So... Um, he prefers that in his songs rather than speaking, uh, singing in Iraqi dialect or any other uh, Arabic dialect. He likes the fusha in his mm. music, and that's why he's coming in this panel discussion to talk about incorporating that. How has his journey been incorporating the fusha in his music? And he, he ever since he's done magic, really. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on, really, because it was even uh, stressed by uh, His Highness uh, Sheikh Sultan yesterday in the inauguration that the Arabic language is the origin of all world languages. That's true. So it makes sense that yeah. he's chosen the platform that Sharjah provides. Yeah, he, uh, it was talked, you know, um, I actually heard uh, His Highness's uh, speech yesterday. It was so informative um, when he was talking about the original uh, originality and the origins of the Arabic language, as you said. And he said it is the language of God. It is the language of the prophets. It is the language of the Quran. It is the language of humankind. He said, uh, and I quote His Highness by saying, it's not just because I I was born an Arab and I, I was born uh, speaking this language. It's much more than that. It's the significance behind such an important language that is the origin of a lot of things, of, of, of humankind, basically, of everything. Mm. And that's why he said, I will preserve this language in his speech yesterday. He mm. said, I will do my best in preserving this language. And in protecting it, mm. keeping it alive. Uh, strong words from His Highness yesterday. It's so important. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong, please, Rani, but I've, I've spoken to Emiratis since I've moved back and Emiratis who have young children who are not growing up on social media, but growing up with a screen in front of them where they might be watching YouTube, mm. movies, and social media as a whole is actually making the upcoming generation learn English much faster faster yes than Arabic and and the Emiratis that I've spoken to have said they're really having to preserve the Arabic language and and not force it but encourage it to their children because of how much English is involved when it comes to the internet social media so how important were those words from his highness yesterday so important and he's spot on of course uh, by saying that and about what you just said um from my point of view, I'm not a, I'm not a parent yet. Um, I can't really judge because yes. I can't. I'm not a parent yet, but uh, I can't really judge, and I can't be in the shoes of parents. I'm sure this is one of the hardest responsibilities and the most significant and difficult person as, as, uh, uh, responsibilities. I'm sorry, responsibility to have is being a parent. Yeah, and it's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest job, to be honest. But what I want to say is that I'm so against 
the fact that an Arab-speaking family upbrings or um, raises his child to learn English before Arabic, mm. while everything, whether in social media, on TV, um, the world language that everybody speaks is English. Mm -hmm. So it is easy to learn. Yeah. You're going to learn it anyway. Even if you don't want to. Even if you don't want to. Videos, you're going to learn it. Yeah, yeah. You like it or not. Your yeah. child is going to learn it one way or another. It doesn't have to be through um, school or it will be through anything mm. he will learn or he or she will learn. So it's very important for you to preserve your original language, whether it's Indian, uh, any kind of Indian dialect, whether it is Urdu, whether it is Filipino, whether it is Arabic, whether it is Spanish. You have to preserve that. Mm. You have to go for that first and then English. Mm. It shouldn't be the other way around. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why some people actually, they, some parents, they show off the fact that their child speaks English before the, their mother tongue, which is wrong. And mm. from my point of view, no, I completely, I actually, you should preserve you, yeah. your original language, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be Arabic, obviously. Whatever your original language is, you preserve that, mm. you perfect that, and then add to it English, Spanish, whatever you want, mm. right? So, um, but nowadays it's like, you know, families are just like raising their children to to speak English and some of them don't even speak proper English to be honest mm. they're teaching them wrong English yeah. wrong accents I don't know how they're talking but anyway in the end it's a wrong practice from my point of view of course I can be really wrong mm. right in the end they're gonna learn English yeah I I, I don't think that I, I, push I, I, on I the be, original language no, it's, it's a piece of their history yeah uh, uh, and the UAE is so international we always talk about it yeah and what comes with that is that international language mm. which is English and not only that and I might be wrong I don't know I'm not a parent I'm not an Emirati parent but this maybe it's not that the the, the parents are teaching them English it's that it's the rub off it's the second effect from right. social media yeah from having a phone right their English without the parents even knowing is what's being taught to their kids yeah it's all it's not just Emirati family oh, yeah, all, yeah. all Arab families absolutely yeah that's the thing I've been seeing that with my friends I've been seeing that with uh, people around me and I just it's it kind of bums me out to mm. see that happen while they think it's something to show off like oh my children they don't they don't speak Arabic mm. yeah they don't they only speak English why is that something to show off it's yeah. not it shouldn't be being bilingual by the way speaking two languages that is, is something to show off so, it's such <laughs> a talent because you're so employable in the future right. I stand in the office here at Pulse 95 and it's funny because the conversation will start in English with everyone and in the end office up in Arabic. and it ends up in Arabic <laughs> and I'm just stood there gazing in, off in the distance really enjoying it though yeah. I find an Arabic the Arabic language is beautiful to listen to um, but I have no idea what you guys are talking you could be talking about me but I'm enjoying it because yeah. I unfortunately didn't have that opportunity to learn both languages at that very initial stage of life. Yeah. Whereas here, growing up in the Emirati world, you should be learning Arabic first and then English will be coming as well. I want to ask something to those family members or, or parents yeah. who teach, who, sorry, teach their children. Uh, I know we are running out of time, but I just want to ask those those family members or, or those parents. Yeah. 
did you ever ask yourself for those parents actually just in, in particular those parents who want to teach their 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 children english before their mother tongue whether they're from an arab um, background or filipino background or uh, indian background whatever background right but for those parents in particular who prefer to teach their children english before their mother tongue do you think that people in or abroad in europe or anywhere else teach their children your language before their mother language mm. no yeah you're right none of them do mm. only here in the region we do that and this is wrong mm-hmm. do you think they ever do that did you ever see did you ever hear about let's say for example a german let's say for example a german person teaching their kids arabic before teaching them german no never yeah no not even not even english it wouldn't even be a they don't a, even teach idea. them english before german yeah, yeah, they yeah. teach them german and then english mm-hmm. and that is the right practice from mm-hmm. my point of view i could be wrong i can i mean people might disagree with me but just ask yourself that do do people in the in the west they teach their kids another language before their mother tongue No, I've yeah. never seen that case happen. No, and I, I, I actually completely agree with you. We I should think take pride in our language. You definitely should, 100%. But not only pride, it is such a talent to be able to speak two languages. And I wouldn't stress about forcing English because it will happen. Right. We live in that world where it's on your screens, it's on your phones, it's in your face. It's inevitable. Near enough every day. Yeah. You are, your children will learn English in due time. Focus on your history. Focus on where you come from and that is the arabic language and i really think that that is going to be a theme at the sibf the sharjah international book fair 100%. this year preserving arabic as his highness stated but really really seeking and understanding its value as well so we're excited here because i don't i don't know a lot of arabic books or literature but i know that it dates back so long that i'm excited to learn about it Ladies and gentlemen, we are, of course, talking about the 42nd edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair, kicking off yesterday and running all the way up until the 12th. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.